Welcome to Vacation Cheers Podcast, where we adorn you with holiday spirit. So grab some mistletoe, your Christmas list, and a mug of hot cocoa, with marshmallows of course, for the caroling is about to commence. Join us now, unless you're on Santa's naughty list. <laughs> Welcome to the Vacation Cheers Podcast. I'm your jolly host, Translucent Tom, joined alongside my festive elf, Jolly John. Are you ready to be merry? Uh, yes. <laughs> jolly. Can you believe I didn't come up with Jolly until now, the, the very last episode of Vacation Cheers we have That's Joanna and John. To, you were trying to use an adjective for me, and jolly is not one of them generally used for me. That That is a very valid point. Yes, that, that is 100% accurate. And translucent, I could come up with no good teas. So uh, translucent kind of works, you know, with lights. Eh, it's a stretch, but it's got to it's gotta work. This episode, we're talking all things Universal Studios Florida uh, Christmas event stuff. Uh, John, help me out there. What, what's the official Universal um, it's event? the holidays at Universal Orlando. The holidays at Universal Orlando, which has the Grinchmas at IOA, Islands of Adventure, which is part of the holidays. But the holidays is the all-encompassing for the whole resort. That's an accurate... Correct. Ah, perfect. See that? Look at me. That I'm get, on a roll. That gets back into my same soapbox of Universal Studios Florida is one theme park. Universal Orlando Resort is the entire property. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. But so, and just to continue my soapbox, just so I can finish it, there is no such thing as Universal Studios Orlando. Oh, yes, you do. like to refer to it. You do like to say that. You uh, That really annoys you. So. Drives me nuts. Okay. <laughs> That's why I keep that in okay, the back huh? pocket to throw. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, be careful, be careful. All right, this episode, like I said, we're doing that. But before we get to that, let's talk about the YouTube channel. I recently, when I say recently, as of this recording, this morning, I released the uh, full parade of the, uh, okay, what is it? The uh, Universal's Holiday Parade featuring Macy's. So I don't think that's I don't think that's right, but I don't even know what it's called. But I oh, know it's featuring Macy's. It is 100% accurate because I looked it up because I do my due Look diligence. Yeah, I know, I know. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, it is Universal Universal's Holiday Parade featuring Macy's. So if you want to watch the entire thing, by all means, Vacationers Podcast, go check it out today. Oh, it's glorious! A wonderful, wonderful parade. We'll probably get more of that in a little bit. Uh, some other stuff we did. What else did I release recently? I don't even know. So just go to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. I think I have 5.11 now, so I'm moving on up to the big time. I only need, what? what's the math there? 489 <laughs> more? That is correct. All right, there we go. That's all I You're need. more than halfway there. To breach 1,000. Well, that wouldn't breach it. Uh, would you breach 1,000 by hitting the 1,000 mark? I don't think that would be breaching it. I, I'm not really sure. I, I'm a little concerned with the use of the word breach, but maybe that's because I've edited some of my really bad blogs <laughs> lately, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, anyway, go. Please do that. And you know what else you could do? Would we, that would be really nice. Go to Apple Podcasts and give the podcast a positive review. That would be really cool. I actually went on the other day to check to see if anything new came in. Uh, there hasn't been. Nothing negative either, so, I mean, that's a positive uh, if you look at it that way. So uh, I would really appreciate if you'd go and do that. Uh, if you think the podcast is worth your time to logging into Apple Podcasts and getting into the podcast and leaving a note, you know, if it's worth all that, please, by all means. But you know what costs you nothing? Just going to YouTube, clicking subscribe, then closing that window. You don't even have to – I'm not even asking you to watch the content. Just subscribe, please. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of my uh, rambling. John, would you like to promote anything before we get going into the Universal holidays? Uh, I'm sure in my natural fashion, I'll promote 15 things along the way. But I was thinking <laughs> when you were talking about the parade, I was like, if you want to see what a blog looks like after the parade last year, typed at 2 a.m. the night after the first parade, you can find Oof. that at piratesandprincesses.net. Oh, me, so. yeah. You can see I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, I was really typing at 2 a.m., wasn't I? I was at the theme parks from for the opening to close. But yes, yes, you can, you can see what a what a blogger looks like after working in the parks for 15 hours. Pirates and Pirates and Princesses dot net, right? 
Net. Net. Yes. Yeah, so go check that out. Also, follow him on Twitter at Pastor John Self. Uh, J-O-N, no H. Because H's are O. H's are O. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Talking about Uana too, but close enough. Let's get right into it. Um, this event, we went on Wednesday. Well, I mean, you've gone many times, but I went on what? Wednesday, what, September? No, no, yeah, September. Jeez. Uh, December 14th or whatever it was, whatever day that was. Uh, and, December 14th would be correct. Ah, lovely. And I also went back uh, on Saturday to uh, do the, uh, the uh, boy, let me get the whole thing. It's the Grinchmas, Grinchmas Holiday Spectacular starring the Grinch. So I had to go back and do that because we couldn't get that in uh, that evening because I did work all day and I met you around four-ish into the park or in the park. And the parks close ridiculously early. Like, I think it was like 7 p.m., right? Both parks close that night at 7. Yeah, Universal usually um, during the slower time in December closes at 7. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be open later starting this week. So we're hitting yep. the holiday, so they'll be open until 9 or 10 at night. So let's begin with this universal celebration with uh, probably the most important thing that uh, you brought to light this year. I did not know the legacy of Earl the Squirrel until this very year where you prophesized about Earl. And uh, please, by all means, for those listeners who don't know about Earl the Squirrel, can you give a brief history on Earl's uh, origin? Earl deserves way more than a brief history, but I will do my very, very best. Earl (laughs) is the is an example of Universal actually doing something really amazing. They have their own IP property. Earl has become the mascot of the holiday celebration at Universal Orlando. If you believe the legends, and you can message me or find many articles written about this if you'd like, um, one time when the Christmas tree was being set up that Tom, you'll get to see in Tom's video about the parade, that large Christmas tree, um, some of the lights allegedly were going out. And allegedly, <laughs> they eventually found a squirrel that was chewing through the lights. Depending on who you talk to, that did not go well for the squirrel or did go well for the squirrel. I'll let you decide who you believe about that. Wow. But all, all I'm saying is electricity and squirrels. Now, after time, this legend has grown and Universal actually created a whole genre of Earl the Squirrel. There's Earl the Squirrel's merchandise. I remember I wrote an article entitled The Power of Earl. There's so much Earl at Universal Orlando. It's amazing. And Tom even got to finally meet Earl <laughs> and see me see me interact with Earl and entertain the team members who must be bored to death being the friends of Earl as people come up and have no idea what's going on. And I know the entire backstory. By the way, we, when you go to visit Earl, Make sure you bring some acorns. He really, really enjoys acorns. So just so you know that, he will point to his shirt and let you know that. But Earl is basically everywhere. And as Tom will probably discuss in the tribute store, he has the final store. He is an entrepreneur squirrel. He has had businesses. He has, this year it's the north of the border. If you if you ever drive down, I think it's I-95? Yeah, 95, yep. Is it 95? Yep. Um, there's the south of the border tourist yes. trap. Earl has north of the border tourist trap. Between he's north and South Carolina. Farm. He's also had a factory. I'm um, blanking on the other things. And we have great evidence at the end of the tribute store that he is opening up his own resort area in the Orlando area <laughs> that maybe we will get to encounter soon. Having said that, Universal doesn't do this usually, but they have their entire own backstory of the character. And Earl had mistletoe pines and He's just a fun character to interact with. And so, you know, if you find me on some social medias, a picture with me and Earl is my profile picture, so, <laughs> just so that you're aware. So Tom did finally get to meet Earl, and that I was did. important. I did, yes. And, yeah, it was just happenstance, you know. It just it just happened, and then they embraced Earl and uh, just went, went on, the, and it just snowballed into what it became. Yes, you should most certainly find that um, cast member or team member, as it were, and just hang out with that person all day. Because you, uh, you, you, I would have thought you were like Chris Rock or <laughs> some, some uh, big time comedian. The way you entertained this uh, particular uh, photographer lady, uh, she was very. People uh, don't don't know the backstory of Earl, and it's easy to interact with Earl if you know the backstory. Yes, and Earl yeah. will play along. Earl is. Oh yes. 
I have to give Universal credit because it's got to be very difficult to be, let me use the Disney term, to be a friend of Earl or a friend of the Grinch yeah. and actually interact with people and stay in character. Yep. And Earl does it without um, communicating in English. Yes. But everyone knows what Earl is up to. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a very fun, uh, entertaining uh, interaction. So I'd highly recommend if you go to, to uh, Universal. Now, Earl was he was situated basically by the lagoon, like uh, near where would you where was he near the I guess the dining they've theater set, or dining. They set up a Christmas Christmas decoration spot near Central Park Crepes. Yeah. And Mel's Drive-In. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So that's his general location. Is he anywhere else, or is he is that his particular he, spot? He has been in front of the Hello Kitty store, but not very often, and he has been encountered by Earl the Squirrel superfans in City Walk near the Mistletoe Pine setup, which is not the same setup it was last year. Gotcha. Okay. But you can find his schedule for once on the Universal Orlando mobile app. For this rare occasion, Universal actually has the mobile app updated. That's how ah. I knew he would be there at 410 when you arrived. Nice. Yeah. It was perfect timing, really. He just showed up, and uh, we got in line and saw him. So that was fantastic. Then we, what do we do next? We didn't do the tribute store, but let's talk about the tribute store next because let's go down the list here. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I don't know. The whole Harry Potter section was weird like i guess it is you know they have christmas in all the movies but i don't know i just the whole section just for harry potter seemed like it's a i don't know like a cop out to me i just think eh, okay like half that merch was okay. anything you get any all year round there's nothing special about it well back up and i'm not necessarily disagreeing with you but let's back up and get the audience in case they're unaware okay the tribute store is something that's seasonal that ha- that rotates through they've had summer tribute stores mardi gras tribute stores halloween horror nights tribute stores now holiday tribute stores yep. the visual merchandising team i can't believe i finally remember to say that correctly the visual merchandising team at universal Orlando rotates this on a regular basis and works himself to death to do it and there's usually four rooms this year they created wow we had this great idea we will create a old school Macy's store since the facade is of Mace, of the classic Macy's store in New York. And there are four rooms. The first room was just you, uh, depart, the first floor department store in Macy's. Then there was the Wizarding World area. Then there's the Grinch area. And then there's Earl's area. I'm not necessarily disagreeing. One of my criticisms with, with that setup was last year they had the U, kind of a Yule ball setup in the fourth room where they turned the air conditioner down to like 45 degrees oh. and with Wizarding <laughs> World. This year they didn't do as much with the Wizarding World stuff. However, I know from, and Tom got to experience this as I wrote articles and then was working for people and not working for people while down last couple of weeks. I have written and edited so many articles about new merchandise in the Wizarding, and that there's a, there's entire walls of brand new merchandise that just arrived for this event. Specific to area. Christmas? Uh, like no, nothing. I would yeah. say they are not specific to Christmas. Yes. I I know they arrived in Hollywood. And I know they arrived in Orlando about the same time. So there's some issues there. Uh, my criticism of the store, if I had one, was the Grinch room, the Whoville room, looked a little understated this year. However, if we believe the rumors, and I am a blog, part-time blogger, so I believe all rumors, um, a lot of money was spent on the Halloween Horror Nights tribute store, and a, an equal amount will be spent on the Mardi Gras store. Okay. So this is the equivalent. This is the equivalent of Universal Orlando giving us Fast and Furious and Jimmy Fallon to <laughs> save up money to pay Intamin for three coasters. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, fair enough. so there's something to be said there. But there's a lot of really inter- intricate Easter eggs in the store. If you're looking for something over the top, and I'm not being critical, Tom's voicing what a lot of people have voiced about the tribute store, um, then it's not going to be for you. But those of us who are more super fans and look for things and look for uh, this store does a really good job of setting up the Mardi Gras store. If you've done your work and you've typed up 500 words in preparation for the Mardi Gras store already, <laughs> you have seen them give away what's coming if you know where you're looking. Ah, okay. Interesting. So. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So tribute store, it's fine. Uh, I, there wasn't anything that jumped out to me that I really had to have. 
other than uh, remember tom's not a huge wizarding world fan if you're a huge yeah. wizarding world fan and yeah. yes shameless plug um pirates and princesses there's a whole bunch of new merchandise which i photographed the day it arrived and you can find that article at pirates and princesses yes so go do that today i did go i they so they had the uh you know the snack oh that's area. right you got the bogo deal yeah yeah yeah. so i asked the the cast member team member uh, you know what's the most popular item and she said it was the gingerbread cookie sandwich and um I, it was nine dollars and i said okay i guess i will get one and she said, well, we have right now, uh, buy one, get one free. It's very popular and uh, that we just got restocked. So if it's so popular, I, I guess the question is, it begs <laughs> di- why are they doing a, a BOGO if this is a popular thing that runs out of stock? I, I, I'm confused. Okay, that Maybe was the shelf all life? very clever team member language, and they have been very well trained, and she did a really good job. Here's the cover story. Okay. Anytime something has been in the bakery case in the tribute store, just the tribute store, gotcha. for so long, uh, it goes to BOGO. Gotcha. So these are older. But they but they can't really go to BOGO until they have the backup stuff for the other things. Yep. Unless it's, so it's it's like buying – let's enter into my world. It's like buying day-old donuts at, at your local grocery store. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, makes but sense. I recommend always when you go in the tribute store to ask, except for opening day, if they have anything, buy one, get one free. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, she didn't bring it up until I already said I that's wanted correct. it. That's correct. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, by the way, she could have sold it to me without the BOGO. Uh-huh. So I didn't know. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, $9 for a cookie sandwich does seem to be a little pricey, um, but two cookie sandwiches. In fact, while while I was prepping for this episode, I ate the second one. So I ate the first one while I was at the park on Saturday before seeing the Grinchmas show. And then it's just too much. It's just it's too rich. You you could not eat both of those at the same time, like in one sitting. Amateur. I know. I know. <laughs> John's like, oh, please. But uh, yeah. Uh, so I ate the second one and uh, today and yeah, very good, very rich though. Like I said, you need coffee or something to to, to quench it. It's just so sweet. Yeah, Mike. My- my criticism of the direction that the tribute store has done with snacks, or this is the food blogger talking, yeah. is everything is everything is super sugary sweet. Now, it's yes. good. I also noticed in helping um, a colleague last night and then editing some of their stuff really early this morning that the tribute store prices have gone up since opening day. Oh. What I paid on opening day for a lot, actually, we paid the night before, but that's a different discussion that I will not let you behind the scenes and know about. But <laughs> when we got the tribute store treats the day, the day before and the day and the opening day, on average, they were about a dollar less. Oh, I noticed um, some items today, um, the macaroons that I, we got on pre-opening day for four fifty, yeah, six dollars. Oh wow! Macarons. Sorry, I sh- so I've noticed several of the things are a little bit higher than when they opened. Interesting. So that's just something to watch out for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, tribute store. All in all, eh, I spent. All, I mean, that my my vlog is not out yet. In fact, I was doing a little bit of editing on it this morning, so it will be out. Probably, I don't know if this episode's going to be out first or how it's going to work, but check that out, and you can see me walk through the tribute store. See me. Um, Actually, eat one of the cookies. Uh, so, yeah, go by all, by all means. Go back to the YouTube channel and uh, find that video. Uh, next thing, but I guess, in, yeah. In, in, fair, in fairness, before we move on, yeah. I'm once again not disagreeing with your perspective, but you're also not a huge Wizarding World fan or a huge Earl the Squirrel fan. If you were an <laughs> Earl the Squirrel fan, I'm becoming. This last, room, this last room is like earl the squirrel heaven yeah there's a ton yes it gave us everything we've been asking for for the last couple years we literally have been asking to be able to walk through a picture of earl and you walk through earl's mouth and we've been waiting for a photo op where we could be up against him (laughs) and the photo op says take a picture it'll last longer um in typical earl the squirrel fashion so just understand there's a lot of things that this tribute store We'll compare it to Avengers Endgame. This was mostly fan service to accomplish things for, gotcha. for the tribute store fans. And just just so it's known, I've never been to the Christmas tribute store, so I don't know. I didn't real, you know, I don't know that they haven't done that every year for. Earl. I, I, I'd assumed that had done that every time. So yeah. No, the Universal, they're gonna make me look bad 
coming <laughs> for Halloween this year when I say this. Universal has never repeated anything in the same way in a tribute store ever. Okay. All right. Fair they've used enough. the Grinch. They've used the Grinch and they've used Harry Potter and they've used Earl before. Yes. But never in the same way. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, well, another thing you can do is the holiday tree hunt. We didn't do this. Uh, so you can purchase a holiday tree hunt brochure, and then you can go around and scavenger hunt looking at different holiday trees across Universal Studios Florida, Islands of Adventure, and Universal City Walk. And you receive and a special... Just yeah. we did not do this. No. I may have done oh, this. Oh, okay. Well, John, you can uh, you can speak of this uh, <laughs> after I read the uh, what, what Universal says. Um, you receive a special holiday ornament... Uh, restriction supply, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, so I think it's like 12 bucks. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, 12, 12 bucks. bucks this year. You get uh, you get a uh, map. And so how does it work? Like, how do you prove that you saw it? You, you mark it on the, the map where you saw whatever? Or... Okay. Well, okay, there's two things going on here. And okay. I don't want to ruin it for anybody who might do it next. Because if they're going during the holiday season, they're going to need something to distract themselves because it's going to be busy. Oh, yeah. Saturday was busy. Um, Each tree has an Earl symbol in it. Okay. And each tree has a letter corresponding to it that you write down on your thing, which then tells you what they are. Having said that, this is universal. Yeah. You don't, to get your ornament, get your special, you don't have to do that. Just pay your $12 and do it. However, it is nice to solve the puzzle, even though it's a really, really easy word to figure out after about the third tree. Earl the Squirrel. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's. Uh, it's just saying it's fairly. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. But it's a really cool thing that Universal does, and they take lots of sections and they make them look mostly different each year, where they'll have trees themed to different areas of the park. Like the Men in Black tree looks like. Ooh. You've got an alien with tentacles, like kind of like an octopus rotating around that tree. Um, the Marvel tree, one in Marvel Super Island. I'm going to get mixed up because they've done that three or four years in a row. I think this year we have ornaments where superheroes seem to be flying out of the ball ornaments. Ah. Um, that kind of thing. They, uh, they have all kinds of interesting ways that they decorate the trees to theme the area. So the map has where the trees are located. You just go to them and then you pick the letter. In front Correct. Of them. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a fun time. A fairly cheap thing to do while you're in the parks. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's it's a wonderful thing to do during the holidays because, let's just be honest here, uh, the parks are not going to be busy between the time you hear this podcast and the end of the holidays. I mean, yeah. not going to be slow. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Time. They're going to be busy, <laughs> busy, busy. It, the ornament so. itself, uh, is it worth $12 or is it like some cheap like plastic? My theme park friends would say that it's worth $12. Okay. Being a... Um, I guess is a, a single gray-haired old man. Um, no, it is not worth $12. <laughs> but that, it's all depending on your thing. But yeah. if you've got a friend who couldn't come to Universal for the holidays, and that's what you give them for a gift, hint, hint. Yep. I may have I may have done that. Then they'll <laughs> think it's wonderful. So is it is it special like in the way like it's like 2022 or the squirrel or something like that's unique collectors or is it just some generic ornament that you could pick up at the store or has no. Uh, something between those two. Okay. It's not something you pick up in the store. Okay. Fair enough. Per se. All right. Well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, if you have time to kill, which you probably will if you go, uh, do that and uh, have a good time. All right. What else do they have? Oh, let's talk about, I guess, the Universal's Holiday Parade featuring Macy's. We did that on Wednesday night. We got a good, uh, good place by the tree. Um, I guess, what was it, next to, well, I guess across, or not across, but next to the tribute store, like off to the right, depending on how you're, which way you're looking, I guess. And uh, it was nice. It was a good, good uh, parade. In fact, I, I really enjoyed it. Maybe one of my favorite parades. I know you're going to scoff because you're a big fan of the Mardi Gras parade. And I, too, am a big fan of Mardi Gras. I think I'll have to wait for Mardi Gras again to watch that parade once more because I did really enjoy that that parade. But this one, very good. They have let's, let's go down the list. They have uh, the penguins, Madagascar. They have Shrek, Minions, of course. Is that it for their IP? 
Um, looking at my annoying article, we have uh, you have it opens with the Macy's balloons. You have yeah. the snowmen. Yeah, yeah, just generic uh, people. The minions, the minions come to visit you. Grew and all the girls come yep. to visit you. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have the best voice for that. I apologize, those of you listening. <laughs> girls. Um, then yeah. you have the penguin. You have the penguins of Madagascar yep. show up. Then you have King Julian. Oh. Because well, he's part nothing, of. Nothing, yeah. He's part of Madagascar. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing personal. He's just better than us. <laughs> um, then you have Alex the Lion and all of his friends. Again, from that same. And then Donkey and Shrek. Yep, Shrek. Come to visit you. And then the blind mice. Yeah, from Shrek. And I know this is riveting podcast as I roll through all my pictures. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, Santa. We didn't say that, but. And then, well, I hadn't got to Santa yet. And then we get warning that Santa's coming, and then Santa arrives, and then somehow, magically, through the power of being Santa, the tree lights up. And I, we did make a mistake on your night. We went there, but we were busy doing other stuff. We should have, we should have gone back about 20 minutes after the parade, and watched the Christmas tree, because the Christmas tree will then periodically have some songs. Oh, My okay. preference is is the Little Drummer Boy by For King and Country. Yeah. Um, and and the, the tree lights. will light up and interact with uh, it based on the song, and it's okay. actually pretty cool. I would have made a decent video. We, I, I let you down with that, but we wow. decided to go to the Wizarding World. So. Wow. We didn't have much choice. Yeah. Based on the time frame, I, I agree the parade is really good. And let me make my snark, snarky comment that I've made on about every blog and every podcast. <laughs> hey, this is a nighttime parade. You don't have to pay $150 to go to. Yeah, exactly. And a theme park. I guess we should have um, prefaced all of this with this is not an additional cost. It's not a private correct. event. It's not a private Everything or a separate ticket. Everything we are going to discuss in the holidays. So there are some upcharge events. We're not yep. discussing them. Everything is included with your regular park admission at Universal Ando. As it is, will be with Mardi Gras. My only criticism of this parade versus Mardi Gras, if you're a veteran of the parade, shocker, it's the same parade as it was last year. Yeah. And and, and Universal is famous for always rotating things around. Like for Mardi Gras, there will be six new floats of the 12 floats. Okay. See, that does make a difference. So I... I, I I'm probably apt to agree with you then that Mardi Gras will be better after multiple uh, viewings of each. Right. Now, having said that, then this year they will change that plan. They will make me look bad officially because, you know, <laughs> that's what they do. But I, that's what I don't have love. that. I have a high opinion of myself, but not that high. So <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. But the, yeah. I think the parade is well done. I do have to say that the night that we went, because that's probably the fourth or fifth time I've seen the parade, on the first night... Um, the parade really dragged, and there were lots of problems with the balloons and the constructions. They still had trouble with that because these are balloons like you would see for the Macy's Day Parade. Yep. Not quite as large and not as extravagant, yeah. but the same Scaled quality. I don't know if you're aware, Universal Orlando, there's a lot of construction going on. Something about some minion attraction and minion cafe, and they have to go around that. <laughs> and yeah. the walls stick out really far. Yes. It's and so it, and so awful. it's awkward. I'm not a big fan of the construction they're doing right now, but yeah. Uh, well, I guess we should just go on with what we did. So we went over to IOA and we caught uh, about 75%, maybe 80% of the castle show, the projection show on Hogwarts Castle. Um, it was fine. I liked the Halloween one better. It had more of a story storyline where this is, as you said, because um, when I said basically after it was done, I was like, well, there's real no story, but you said they're basically getting key points in the movies they were there were some key elements that appear in the christmas narrative if you're familiar with the portions of the wizarding world movies in which the um christmas comes up because it comes up in the school year every year um there's some key elements that occur there it's kind of like this is probably the best analogy now that i've i've thought about it for a second is when you get on the forbidden journey attraction which was the first big wizarding world attraction yeah, that's the highlight. That's the highlights when you go through that. So it's not it, it's not a cohesive story, even though they sort of threw one together. It's the highlights. This this show on that same castle is also a highlights pattern. But you've got Yule Ball references. You've got references to the Fort Anglia. You've got references to Ron and and Harry getting in trouble because they're always in trouble. And and there's a lot of, of nice elements that tie that together that Wizarding World fans will really embrace. I, being a muggle, um, <laughs> do not embrace them quite as much, but no. I, I get the appeal of them. 
Yeah. But I do have to say for the the biggest advantage of the holiday light show, and it was way, way more obvious the night that you and I went, because it gets darker sooner, shows start earlier. Yeah. And the we literally, we didn't literally just walk in, but there was actual space. We could actually breathe and watch the show. Whereas if you've gone during the regular show, during the summer, or during the Halloween Horror Nights Dark Art show, there is no room for anyone anywhere, and they are pushing you around, and they are cramming you in like sardines. Yeah, yeah for sure. And that is for... That's the part that I despise. Yes, I'm a part-time theme park blogger who hates being in large crowds. I know the irony <laughs> is amazing. I appreciate that. However, I am also used to going to events and not having to be stuck into large crowds. Feel free to message me another time because I mocked Tom for this. Because I was like, well, you know, during the press event, we did this, uh-huh, we did yeah, that. Yeah. If you go during the holidays, and I can't guarantee if you go on Christmas Day, it's going to be that way. But if you go during the holidays, there's lots more showings and people see it and they move on and the show's a lot shorter for the holiday also yes. as compared compared to the halloween version yeah uh, like i said we, we showed up it was already going i recorded some of it it'll be in the vlog i'm sure and then it was done you know they make you leave and then at that point you're like well we can circle back around I'm like well first of all i i don't really care about that much and it's so short it wasn't worth walking the whole way back around to catch the first couple of minutes because i wasn't going to show the whole thing anyway so yeah yeah it's fine i mean again I like the Harry Potter movies. I like the rides. Uh, I'm not a huge, you know, I'm not buying the robe. I don't have a wand. But you have to, you have to admit the projections on the castle are very nice. Impressive oh, 100%. Yeah. This is a theme park podcast, so we have to do this comparison. The projections that are shown on the castle at Magic Kingdom, that castle is easier to project upon. The one at Hogwarts, if you, next time you go... Yeah. To Hogsmeade, look and see how many different things they have to do that against. It took them a long time to design that. Oh, yeah. And it's done incredibly well. It's almost as if it was designed just for that. And I know it wasn't because this was an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, very, very nicely done. Yeah, I, I love projection shows. Love that technology. So, uh, yeah, I think at that that night... I mean, I guess we get, we'll get in the food after all the stuff. Then we did eat, which we'll, get, we'll swing back around... Then we basically ended the night because, well, you know, seven, well, I think it was closer to six. I don't even know what time it was, but yeah, we're like, all right, we're done. So I went back on Saturday to catch the Who's and the Grinchmas. It's been a minute since I've been to that park, like as a GP going like an hour after it opens. That place was jamming. Like it was busy, super busy. It was a beautiful Saturday morning. I was wearing long pants because I think, I think it was like, low 60s or something like at 9 30 in the morning oh it was so so cold and uh i get over to hey, you just you just lost half your audience yeah i know i know right it was cold i just want you to know that <laughs> so i went straight to uh universal and did all to so all of the um all of the tribute store videos were done on saturday so we did that or i did that and then I ran over to ioa to do the grinchmas i got into a line in front of grinchmas and realized that was the Grinch uh, breakfast that I was in line for. So I jumped out of that and ate my cookie. And at that point, um, so the first show, I think, was 9 or 11.15 or 11.30. 11.15, maybe. Uh, no, 11.15. 11.15. Yeah, 11.15. And uh, there, a line started to form around um, about an hour before, like 10.15, I think, maybe, 10, 10-ish. So I ate my cookie. I saw the line. So there was no line at like when I was in line for the other thing, there was no line. So when I finished my cookie, a line began. They put out a, they put out a sign that said Grinchmas this way or starts here or whatever. And then people started queuing up. So I got in uh, maybe, I don't know, 50, not, no, not that many, uh, between 25 and say 40 people back in the queue. And at a certain point they open up the queue. We went way backstage. I had no idea this was, done like in a backstage soundstage like way backstage so that's cool to go back walk back there uh what that theater is that used to hhn all right the the pause that is occurring right now yep is um you've seen this stage numerous times as you've walked through city walk this what? is the blue man the former blue man group oh that's the blue man group 
Yes, you should have gone to the bathrooms there because there's the famous Nickelodeon slime on the floor in the bathrooms in there. That's the Blue Man Group soundstage. I have never been to Blue Man Group. And they they've used that for the last. This will be the second year they've used that, where you you arrive in Islands of Adventure to the left. No, sorry, the right of Circus McGurk's Cafe Stupendous. Yeah, you go back. Landing. Backstage. And then you go through you go through the back way. Yep. And then they take you to the Blue Man Group area. I had no idea that was Blue Man. That's a small venue. For for a Blue Man Group, yes, it is. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty small. But I mean there are a lot there are plenty of seats in there. I mean it's not it's not fantastic seating. I don't know. How, I mean that's a gigantic place. I mean they do eight shows of Grinch of that Grinch Hula Day spectacular. I can say that. this. If you're going, if you're planning on doing this show, do the first one. Stay, go at 10, stay in line. Because I got out of that first showing, and oh my, the people were lined up to go for the next, I don't know how many back that, I mean, it, it was like, oh my Lord, these people, it was, it was huge. Like, and don't, it was don't crazy. count on going to the four o'clock or the five o'clock or if there's a six o'clock. Because, spoiler, anybody who's paid for the holiday tour, which may or may not be happening, but it's an, a special after-hours event, it's not that expensive. But you, one of the few perks of it is you get reserved seating and or members of the press mm. are going to get special seating for the later shows. So go earlier. Yep. Oh, oh here, here's the, the greatest impossible pro tip you could possibly do. you got to figure out how many people are ahead of you. Count them out to, uh, I don't know, till it's 90% filled, then get in line. And then what they do is right before showtime, any reserve seating that's empty, and I've seen this, they, they do this all the time, HHN, their show, mm-hmm. they always do this. They just bring in the latecomers, whoever's left, they fill in with the basically the best preferred seats that you can get. And they did it uh, this time as well. So, uh, yeah. If you can figure out that math, uh, good on you. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. I, I I could not believe as I was exiting, how how quickly do they turn that show around? Like 11:15 was my show. Pretty quick. I'm trying to think how long it was. They they have to give it. Is it? It's the same cast, right? It's the same people, so they can have a break between. Well, it, it cannot be the same cast the whole time because no. they eight shows. Yeah, and that no. Would break some. So <laughs> Actors Guild, not, they're not Actor Guild, but the agreement with Universal. Well, I guess they possibly then could go every other or something, and then it went. You could get them. Like the only thing that would stop you is getting the people out and getting new people in. Right. Here's the most important thing for this show, and yeah. it's a lovely show. I nice level. thoroughly enjoy the show. How did Max do? Very good. I, I think he did everything okay. he was supposed to do. He was barking at one okay. point, and yeah, the lady went down and feed him treats. I, I, nothing they, appeared they to be use out. an actual yes, dog who, which is who amazing. Sometimes does not cooperate because you should never work with children and animals in yes. show business because you never know what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, I think he, he sat, he sat there the whole time when he was supposed to, he barked. I think he was on cue. I don't know. I know at one point a lady jumped down in front of the stage with treats. So they wanted him to do stuff. And I guess he did it right because she had a prod that she stuck up so he could get the food. So just to clarify, the same way that um, some theme park media sites motivate me to write articles. <laughs> the the donut. Max is trained to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, they throw a that's donut in front of you. Saying. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. That's, that's perfer- perfect, yeah. But as far as the show goes, absolutely fantastic. I can't believe I have not seen it until now. Uh, well, I can't believe it because I've never really gone down for the holidays for Universal, so... I guess it does make sense, but it is now something I will do every year. It is a fantastic theme park show. The Grinch was hilarious. Hit some good lines. I'm curious, like at one point, he's talking to the narrator, and um, I was in the 11.15. So 11.15 and I think the 5 o'clock were the closed captioning or the they had the uh, sign. I'm not sure what the proper term for that is. Uh, but... The Grinch at one point as part of his thing is, you know, oh, I have someone who signs and I can make him dance when I want. Dance. And he made the sign guy dance. Yes. I wonder yeah, in the that. shows that don't have that, what, like, what, what, the, what is that line? Like, what's he say? The funny quip. Well, so you're, you're working under the false presupposition that there are set lines he must follow. 
You've you've been to the horror makeup show at Universal Land? Yes, I right? uh, love that show. Okay. Love it. Now there are some things you must get to, but beyond that, the actors and actresses have complete freedom. Ah. The Grinch has complete freedom as long gotcha. as he gets eventually. He gets to do improv. I see. Okay, that's perfect then. So he can do. Okay, see that makes the show even better. It's you can go see right. it. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And the and the the friends of the Grinch have been been the friends of the Grinch for quite a while. Yeah. So they have a lot of stuff built up. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Very good show. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that show. Like I would go back and see that show again. That's how much I enjoyed that show. Now. I would 100% do exactly the same thing I did the first time. I'd get there by 10, hit that first show, you know, and, and get out because, yeah, it is chaos <laughs> otherwise. They recommend you arrive half hour, 30 minutes early. Yeah. yeah. Well, I spoke to the team member who was, I don't know, face painting or something. When I got, I got out of the line for the breakfast buffet or the whatever the bre- Grinch breakfast is, and I, I asked her where the line to start you know, forming for the Grinchmas. She said, oh, it'll be over by the umbrella. She pointed to it. She said, yeah, just go around around 11. The line will start forming <laughs> for 11, 15 show. Like, hmm, I don't think that's right, but okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, she's a little off, about 45 minutes off, but that's okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that's another thing you can do. The Grinch, the Grinchmas, uh, or the Grinch breakfast uh, character dining. Have we, have we mentioned that the... Grinch event is concluded with your park admission. I, I got to keep mentioning that because you, uh, yeah, we have you, mentioned that. Yes. What makes the universal holiday events, seasonal events so great with the exception of Halloween Horror Nights, which is great for a different reason. Yeah. Is this is part of your park admission. This yeah. It's not, you don't have to pay for an after hours event. This is yeah. not, you don't have to pay for an upcharge. Sure. If you could book it, you could do the Grinch breakfast for about forty dollars, which is yeah, forty one ninety nine for a character for a character breakfast these days. Okay, and there's a special holiday tour, which I will refer you to the article that my friend Annie wrote for Walt for Universal Park News today. That I'm so glad I didn't have to write. I would not recommend you do the holiday tour, but that's a different discussion. That's seventy nine ninety nine plus tax. At, uh, just to clarify, that is starting. At oh, oh that, yes, you, yes, that is that does say if from. You can, if you can find it for eighty dollars, good for you. Expect to pay one hundred and ten, hundred. So, what do you get with that? Um, you get reserved show seating, tasty food, and much more. That's all it says. I will defer you to Annie's article, but okay. let's just say you don't get much. Mm. There's a lot of waiting around. Gotcha. Now, the breakfast uh, is your typical, like it's uh, is it family style or is it buffet? It's buffet. Okay. Um, Universal struggles with line movement on buffets. I don't know why. Um, but and there's more than just your typical breakfast food. They did some themed green eggs and ham type food this year. Oh, it was more themed than that. But this is the first time they've done it in the last three years. Perfect. Okay. And it's forty one ninety nine plus tax for ten plus and twenty six ninety nine plus tax for three through nine. And it's sold out according to the website, which we oh, it was yeah. sold. It yeah. was sold out twelve hours after it started. <laughs> Uh, okay, then. Oh, I guess the other thing we should talk about is that uh, Mannheim Steamroller uh, played for, no, let's see. Yeah, four nights uh, on the main stage. Again, that's free with admission. So Correct, and the concert usually starts towards the end of the night and technically lasts after the park closes. Perfect, yeah. So you could have went. I missed that. I did not go see that. Um, yeah, next year I think I will do a better job covering this event than I did this year. But uh, we shall see. Now, let's get into your bread and butter, as it were. How do you like that, John? Food, dining for the Grinchmas. I've heard of this food. <laughs> so let's talk about it. So we, on Wednesday, the 14th, uh, we went to the uh, Battery Park to uh, sample some yummy food. I got the turkey dinner. Now, these are um, pressed sandwiches or just says turkey dinner. It doesn't really say what the, the turkey dinner sandwich. It's it's your pressed sandwich that comes with pressed gravy. sandwich. Yeah. So it's pre- oh, it does say pressed. Pressed artisan cranberry bread filled with turkey and brie cheese served with a side of turkey gravy. Eleven forty nine before any uh, applicable discounts. Um, very good. 
uh, I think like during the blog, like I said, I would sooner have the uh, <laughs> Earl sandwich uh, version of their turkey dinner than this pressed sandwich. But uh, it was very good. And then the, the gravy on the side was was good. The cranberry is part of the bread, I guess. Yeah. Cran- cran- yeah. Artisan cranberry bread. So it wasn't it wasn't a prevalent flavor at all. Like I don't know if you could even taste the cranberry, especially if you dip it in the gravy. So uh, it was a good sandwich. I also got the um, what did I get the the which nog did I get? I got a spike nog. I guess it's a classic. I don't know. I think it was the classic nog. Which I thought you got the classic. Yeah, I think it's a classic nog. It's spiked with uh, was it whiskey or something? I'm not sure. I don't remember what it was spiked with. Generally, if you don't remember what it was spiked with, that means the alcohol content was high. <laughs> they do have a fireball nog, which I thought I got, and I questioned the uh, the, um, the cast member and or team member, and they uh, threw mine away and made me a new one with the proper. And I think it was the same. I don't I don't think she made me a because I when I drank it, I tasted cinnamon, and as soon as I saw there's a fireball one, I'm like, oh well, that's I think she made me a fireball. But she said, after she made the new one and gave it to me, she said, well, if this tastes like cinnamon like the last one, uh, it's right. It just the, the, the eggnog itself has cinnamon flavoring in it. So I think yeah, it was. Fair. Yeah, I, I think it was. I, I Cinnamon is a flavor, I don't know. I have, I have a strange relationship with cinnamon. It's a flavor I don't dislike, but I don't really like it either. Like cinnamon buns and cinnamon rolls, I love, love it. I'll eat it up. But like, I don't know, cinnamon... Any cinnamon, you like ordered, toast crunch I cereal? I or... You ordered the deluxe nog, which is a luxurious holiday drink served with Bacardi. Bacardi, yep, yeah, yeah, that's what it was, yeah, yeah. But I got the new one. It was fine. I mean, the, the eggnog is very good, but at the tail end, you did 100% taste cinnamon, but it was good. Uh, the deluxe nog was 15.50. so again, oof, these prices. <laughs> these prices of the, of the alcohol is just absurd. Uh, now, John, you got the vegan... A BLT. So okay. it's smoked. Oh, yeah, come on. Tempe, Tempe, uh, Tempe, Tempe, Tempe bacon, Divina tomatoes, argue, or <laughs> arugula, arugula, vegan pepper jack cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, vegan yeah, cheese isn't real either. And tomato aioli. There you go. Yeah, uh, it looked good. I'm sure it tasted fine. Oh, the, the bacon looked a little little strange, I must admit. When you open it up to take the picture of it, I was like, oof, that bacon, that fake and bacon is not uh, pleasant looking, but I'm sure it tasted uh, quite good. What did you think of it? Uh, my, my standard obnoxious response to the, this item, because this, this is recycled from last year. Yeah. Um, this is one of, Universal has done a lot of recycling of holiday food this year. Okay. How, how do I know it was going to be good? It's because this is what they fed us in the media event. Ah, okay. So it was good. Now, granted, I think we had slightly smaller versions at the media event, but this is what they fed us at the media event on opening night. Nice. Um, it's it's always been good. It's um, Universal has done a really fabulous job compared to the previous years in upgrading their plant-based and their true vegan items. Yeah. Um, like probably the best dessert in the holidays is the vegan butter snowflake cookie. Mm, okay. Um, which costs you less than four dollars, and calling it a cookie is underselling this thing. This is a mini cake. <laughs> um, nice. And if I didn't tell you it was vegan, you might not know. Wow. Okay. Very so nice. Just for perspective. They also did have the uh, peanut butter fluff and stuff press sandwich, which would have been. I tried to convince Tom. I tried to convince Tom to get that because it sounded appealing to him. But it it was yeah. Re- reviews of that have been meh. Yeah, uh, I would have enjoyed it. I, I I guarantee it. But that on top of the nog, sweet on sweet, eh, it's too much, too much. So I I neglected to get that and got the turkey. Um, Earl, they have Earl salted caramel hot chocolate acorn bomb. I hope there's no actual acorns in there. Uh, salted caramel filled acorn shaped hot chocolate bomb served with hot chocolate. Well, I certainly hope so. So that's eight ninety nine. Uh, of course, I believe, I, be, I believe that makes the Pirates and Princesses top three things you should be eating at Universal Orlando that should be coming out sometime today mm. if it's not already come out. Eating is a strange verbiage for that because this is drinking. Well, you start with a solid item. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I suppose, but. And in <laughs> fairness, it's pretty muddy. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Sounds delightful. I guess we should mention also uh, the grape stand, which I don't think it's, I don't think it's marked in their uh, food offerings here. It's not. It was not available when the holiday season started. Ah, uh, okay. So they do have a turkey dinner uh, crepe. Crepe. Uh, I'd say grape. I don't even know. You were about to. It's it's eleven <laughs> it's eleven ninety nine. They tend to do this every year. Last year they did it for like a week. Mm. This year we do not have a set date when it's be over. But according to team members, which is not your best source at Universal Orlando, and it's not their fault. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to run through the end of the month. Mm. Delightful. That does sound delicious. Uh, they have City Walk Eats. They have cookies there. San Francisco Pastry Company. They have a yolk log and a whoopie pie and a sugar cookie and. I think I sampled. I've sampled all of those. Oh, today cafe. I know you did a bunch of this. What's the eggnog igloo? Um, something to avoid. <laughs> Ironically, I'm looking at top three things you should be eating at Universal Orlando, and I see a photo of me hold, of of the hand model holding a dessert from the Today Cafe in front of the Today Cafe sign, if you'd like to look uh, at that at Pirates and Princesses, as we're recording this. Yeah. So it just went up. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Croissant Moon Bakery. That's where the vegan butter snowflake cookie is found. Mm-hmm. $3.79. Uh-huh. Nice, nice. They have a food trailer. Is that that food truck across from uh, Fast and Furious? Does it have the mac and cheese or the cheesecake? Or the it's the Philly cheesecakes. Cheesecakes. Uh, those are the ones in New York, Gramercy Park area. Oh, okay. Oh, they have another vegan. They have a vegan Philly, so that's cool. If you uh, if you're vegan, bad. they have some good stuff. Oh, here's the other food truck. It has the mac and cheese. Nashville mac and cheese. Is it as good as the Nashville chicken mac and cheese they had before? That hot spicy one I liked. Or is this uh, the same it's one? Basically, it's basically the same. Oh, I'm going to get that. I love it. Is it's that? Not oh. the, it's not the below average Halloween Horror Nights version. Is this? Only is this for the holiday though, so this is gonna be going away. Yes. Mm, that's but it might stick around a little longer. But do not look in San Francisco; they have moved that to New, to the New York area. I can't remember exactly oh. where they did that this past week. And then Islands of Adventure, they have the character breakfast. Oh yeah, here's the whole list of stuff you can eat, so you can find it if you go to Universal Orlando Resort, or I'm sure there is a blog somewhere that has John's name on it, all about the Grinchmas. Uh, breakfast character dining. I'm gonna enjoy this next statement. No, there is not. Oh my! Because John did John did not go to the character breakfast. Holy! Never? You never covered this in, in your history? I have I have never covered the Grinch breakfast. I have I have paid for others to go to the Grinch breakfast. Next I year, have... John, you and I are doing a Grinch breakfast. Oof. Book it. Okay. Are you paying for this? Because you know, let me give you a hint. <laughs> If I have $45, I have way better food to buy at Universal. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the menu. It's not uh, not the greatest. Okay, all right. Well, maybe not. <laughs> it's a character breakfast. It's a character breakfast that's not Topolino's Terrace. So yeah, I yeah. Uh, then on the way out on Saturday, I did stop because uh, you did cover the gingerbread man donut at Voodoo Donuts. So I stopped in there to get one of those. I also saw there was a... Polar bear, which I've never seen before. Polar bear cookie, or so not, you, a donut, rather. You gave me, you were the first person I had seen in contact with who knew, who had interacted with the polar bear donut. Of course, I believe in a top three things article that will be coming out on Christmas Day, I made reference that some people thought that donut looked like a cat. That's what I said. Oh, is that me? Um, you're referencing? That's you. Oh, okay. that's you. But I, I didn't want, I didn't want, to, I didn't want to call you out. In the well, I, I was curious. I up Saturday night. I was curious if anyone else thought that, because I, I'm like, oh, that's a cat. I'm like, hey, what's the deal with this cat donut? And he's like, the polar bear. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. The polar bear. I 100% thought that was a cat. Now, here's the interesting thing. In fairness. Th- <laughs> Go ahead. The food blogger had to look it up on Voodoo Donuts website. <laughs> well, you, for once they had it updated. You, you did a good job at. Hey, what's the donut with the face? I, w- I went straight to an animal. I'm like, okay, well, who's the cat? I should have said face. Yeah, yeah. That was a very good uh, good way of asking, a diplomatic That's way of asking. That's because Voodoo is notorious for having a new donut and not telling us about it and then not explaining it. <laughs> and then having some name, and apparently you walked into this 
and they expect you to know the name, yeah. but there's no way to figure out what the name is. Like, yeah, no, the name was not pumpkin, on the pumpkin. thing, the spinner. Like, they're a little pumpkin cream donut. I'm supposed to know that's a dashing pumpkin donut? How am I supposed <laughs> to know that? And I there's mean, no, you know, like polar bear, you have no idea what the flavors are. Like he's like, oh yeah, so it was vanilla cream on top and um, cookie dough icing in the middle. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Chocolate chip icing. cookie dough icing in the middle. So I, I, ate, I actually ate this I, this morning. I only know that because I typed that up last night, at the night before we're recording this, because that donut now is in the top three article for coming out Christmas Day. John, you'll be proud of me, buddy. I, I stuck uh, my tongue in the... I, I took a bite of it. Till, did, you, did you have the ingredients individually? Yes, I stuck my tongue in the middle to taste Aww. just the cookie dough. And... The, so the vanilla overpowers all the cookie dough. Uh, like you don't get any yeah. cookie dough at all. That vanilla is just just too much on top of that donut. It's just you can't get. Even when you taste just the middle, you have so much vanilla. Like you'd have to completely like drink a whole pot of coffee to get that vanilla out. I will say though, at the tail end of that donut, I got cookie dough chunks, and it was magnificent. Uh, I'd probably say maybe a, I don't know, three to five cookie dough cookie dough chunks total in the entire donut. Uh, but the bites I had cookie dough chunks in it, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. Now, though those bites, I could make out some chocolate chip cookie dough. Like, I could I could make out some flavor of that. But just licking the sauce itself in the middle, I, I got no cookie dough out of it. I, I, I couldn't. It was just all sugar. <laughs> it, was, it was a very good, I'm not going to lie to you, it was a very sweet donut. But it was a very good donut. I would most certainly get that donut again, but I'd go for the Portland cream first, obviously, because I'm a sucker for I, custard. I know this is going to be an odd question for me to ask. Yeah. Um, besides the ones that I have brought to your condo, have you ordered an Everglaze donut? Yes. I. Which ones? I got the. Oh no. I, I think we had this conversation. I got the Bavarian cream, and I said it like every bite had Bavarian cream in it. Like it was. It was like Bavarian just, cream at Everglazed. Yes, I'm not sure what it was called, but it was a Bavarian cream donut. Okay. This is the Disney Springs. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there was a Bavarian cream, and we had this. Who would I have this? It was in one of the past. Is in one of the past Sorry, podcasts. Everglazed specializes in buttercream. That's why you're getting that tone of voice where I'm confused. It was a custard. It wasn't buttercream though. My the my point for your podcast okay, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. is Everglaze, when I do reviews of Everglaze, if I were gonna pre-write it before I ate it, I would say, Hey, this donut is super sugary and really large on a good raised yeast donut. Yeah. And usually usually at Voodoo, the sweetness comes from the filling and just knocks you down. Yeah. Not usually the frosting. If you're gonna compare the two, you know, you gotta give the the price point to Voodoo. Because you're not going to Everglaze and buying a donut under $4. Remember, be fair, the Everglaze donuts are much larger than the Voodoo donuts. True. But, I, you know, I don't need a larger version of that polar bear donut. <laughs> no one needs right. a larger version. Right. Now, don't misunderstand me. There is still evidence. Yeah. You can look for it online for do we deserve these donuts on Touring Plans blog. Yeah. That I am pro Voodoo because I compared them compared to yeah. two places. But I just wanted to get some comparison to the sweetness because that's usually the criticism. It's sugary sweet. This is certainly sweet. Like, I had a cup of coffee, okay. and I needed it. Well, I have a perfect comparison. What was the sweetness level compared to the gingerbread man donut? Gingy is still in my kitchen, locked up. I have him air air locked. He's, he's... Okay, so everyone, make sure you follow um, <laughs> Vacationers Tom on, on Twitter to find out how this donut is. Yeah. So we'll get a comparison. Okay. Yeah, I have not eaten him yet. I, I've, I waited. Uh, well... I had the I had, so I was, I was planning on eating both of them this morning, but after eating the one, I was like, okay, I just too much. And then I was before okay. coming on to the doing the podcast, I was like, oh, maybe I'll have my donut. But then I remembered, oh, I still have that gingerbread cookie I gotta eat, so I ate that. So I gotta space out. Unlike you, John, I I'm not into back to back major sweet thing. Like, well, the problem is like for you, it makes sense because you're doing it for reviews. When I crave sweets, that's when I want to eat it. After I eat a donut or a cookie, I'm no longer craving sweets. So if I were to eat that donut right after eating another donut, I wouldn't get the full enjoyment of that donut. So I, I held off. 
and I wait till I get craving for sweets, then Gingy is going down. That's all I'm saying. Okay, just to clarify, the sigh is uh, <laughs> eating food for enjoyment. I've heard of this. Okay, go ahead, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, no one pays me to eat it. I, I actually, I believe it or not, John, I pay for the food and consume it, and no one reimburses me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing something wrong. But, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, gingerbread dude, I have not eaten him yet. Uh, he will be eaten. I'll probably eat him today because uh, today's Sunday. We're recording this on a Sunday. And I have Monday, Tuesday, and then I'm flying to Virginia on Wednesday. And during the week, I kind of like to stay. I, I don't like to, I, I don't, quote, unquote, diet. But I try to eat more correctly during the week than uh, on the weekends. So I most certainly do not want to have that donut <laughs> sitting in my house. Well, maybe Wednesday. Maybe if I, I don't know. Should I save it to Wednesday? No, I guess we'll see how tonight goes. I think we should have therapy about this later because we're boring your <laughs> podcast audience. I was just trying to get a comparison on. Uh, All right. I see. On the donuts. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, that's, that's the event. Uh, very good. Like I said, it's free with admission or park admission. So you can do that. And if you're lucky enough to be an annual pass holder, it costs you nothing extra to go and attend. So that's always yeah. a good thing. Sell annual passes at Universal Orlando. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. You can buy them, too. Being outside of a Florida resident. Woohoo. Uh, the only other thing I guess we should talk about briefly is the, was it Red and Green Coconuts Club in City Walk? The green and Red Coconut uh, Club. Damn, see, you said it wrong, and now you got it in my head. The Green and uh, Red Coconut Club in City Walk is the club that they had as the the Blood Red, or what was it for Halloween? Dead Coconut Club. Dead, dead Red Coconut Club, or just Dead Coconut Club? Just Dead Coconut Club. Dead Club, it yeah. So it's a, a tiki bar-ish type thing. I have yet to go into it, and I won't, I won't make it to the Christmas one, so... If it actually goes forward and becomes the, what, Saturday Night Live comedy club, then I'll never step into whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Has that been whoa, canceled? Whoa, whoa. Back, back up on your rumor mill. <laughs> Has that been canceled? You want to back that rumor up a little. Hold on, hold on. Let me, mm, I, I thought that was more than a rumor. That. Because when Mardi Gras comes around, yeah. it's going to be something else for Mardi Gras. Oh, so this is, this is not going to be... So it was rumored, quote-unquote, to become a comedy club, right? A Saturday Night okay, Live specific. At the risk specific. of boring your podcast audience, you can edit this out later. Yeah. Um, the area that is currently known as the Legacy Store oh. is the location of the rumored Saturday Night Live club. Really? Then, the, then because that didn't happen, the rumor floated that the Groove, which is now the Universal's great movie Escape... <laughs> Um, that was, was going to be, be a location. Ah, so now this is the rumor that's going to go here. Yeah, because if you just keep saying it, maybe it will happen. Well, I heard um, that the new park they're building is going to be the Saturday Night Live theme park. <laughs> they're they're going like from a, a comedy club plan, into and now a. Now we have <laughs> devastated your audience. And yes, yeah, some of, some of us there's Church Lady Land are really sensitive about rumors because <laughs> we're like that makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, but you keep, but you keep saying it. Yes, I must. You think if you keep saying it, people will believe you. They will. They have to. They're listening to me. But over the in airways. fairness to the rumor, in fairness to the theme park rumor mill. Yeah. Universal is notorious for having a plan, doing basic R and D on the plan, and then scrapping the plan and going with something else. Yeah. So I am confident that there is a plan because I know there are plans. Like, for example, Fiesta de Chupacabra House for Halloween Horror Nights this past year, yeah. this year. That has been brought up as a plan for at least 10 years. Wow. It's been in the back works for 10 years in planning. They do this all the time at Universal Lando. Yeah. I know there's a plan to create some synergy with a Saturday Night Live comedy club. Whether it will ever happen, totally different discussion. It'd be interesting. However, for, Mardi Gras, for Mardi Gras, you should expect some Coconut Club. All I say is if they make a comedy club, maybe an open mic, find out when that team member is going to be there, and you go up there and do your Earl of Squirrel skit, you'll have at least one person rolling on the ground in stitches. Um, <laughs> in my previous, current, whatever profession I'm in, yeah. um, there are several routines that I have used. However, my material runs out after about an hour. 
So that's about that's all I have. Well, I mean, the the uh, open mics, you get five minutes, so you're you're golden. You don't need an okay, hour. Okay, so I'm good for twelve sessions. That yeah. sounds awesome. Okay. <laughs> well, good luck with that Saturday Night Live Club thing. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So that's a rumor, apparently. Uh, who knows? Who knew? All right. All right. Well, I think that is about I it knew. then. Let's. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, if you want to know what John knows, go to Twitter, Pastor John Self. Follow him in the sea. Yeah, if you don't see me promoting some rumor that's popped out like Hello Kitty store is closing. Oh, spoiler, it's not closing yet. Wah, or wah. hey, the prop shop is going to move. Yes, it's going to move, but we don't know where. By the way, it's at the Hollywood Brown Derby hat shop now in Universal Studios Florida. Uh-huh. And or there's a rumor that they're going to close MIB. Yeah, that's a great plan, except for yeah, now they've opened an arcade and now they have specific spirit jerseys to the attraction. Yeah. Now, these are things you can learn from reputable sources. Not that I'm always reputable, but yeah. I know who to trust. Very nice. Uh, do you have anything else to add about the Christmas event at Universal Studios Florida? Um, we have overlooked the fact that at Universal Orlando, they have special Christmas and Hanukkah events at all of the eight resort hotels. And oh. they have special New Year's Eve events at all the resort hotels, which you can find easily on their website because they have published those last week sometime in the middle of everything else happening where they open up a shake shop at Cabana Bay and they put an arcade in and they move the prop shop and all kinds <laughs> of things. So that I didn't write about that because it was too low on the priority list. And just don't go to their website to check out for showtimes because they're just going to point you to their app. So don't bother. Just download That's their correct. app. correct. Don't even bother. <laughs> download the app. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so annoying all right well i think that is it i think uh this will be the last episode of the year of the season and of the year because like i said i'm getting on a plane flying up to virginia on the 21st uh we're recording on the 18th and uh, i'm not coming back until new year's eve so i don't anticipate uh, landing new year's eve and uh, recording an episode and releasing it before the first rolls around so i guess that will be the end so i'd like to thank john for joining me for the last episode well the last two episodes of the season uh, we'll be back again for the new year and uh, more good stuff i guess that will be the end of this holiday hoedown of an episode so thanks to my elven panel for joining me and until we stream again i thank you all from the bottom of my heart for your support this year please be safe and festive this holiday season and until next year keep making memories and during this holiday season Eat like you mean it. For vacationeers, theme parks, and more, I'm someone who knows Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers.